And now on the Nightcap with Ben and Kev. Kevin O'Mahony with... The Pollen Count. What's this now? Pollen Count. It's pollen Count time. Oh, I see. Um, it is the well, season. Uh, <laughs> well, I was um, thinking, I was thinking, Kev, that, you know, it's coming into, we don't really do many public service things. Not many radio stations do the pollen count. So let's corner that niche off for ourselves. For all your pollen count needs, stick with the nightcap with Ben and Kev. Take it, Kev. And now for the latest pollen information. Pollen forecast for Met Heron. Pollen type weed. Forecast date, the 12th of the 8th, 2016. What? Uh, oh, Jesus. Oh, uh, no, this is... We're working off August's pollen count. Well, that's, that's what's on the website, yeah. Oh, Met Heron. How are we... Oh, th- how are we Fuck supposed it. to make a good quality podcast if the content that we require you to provide for us is false and from last August? <laughs> the grass pollen risk will be low, but weeds will be moderate to high in lowland areas and fungal spores will be high during warm and humid conditions. Not the, the fungal spores. Pollen- The tree pollen season uh, has finished and the risk is now over. The grass pollen season is now in terminal decline and only a low risk is expected. Allergenic weeds are pollinating, including nettle, fast hen and mugwort. These trigger symptoms in around 20% of hay fever sufferers and are mainly a problem in lowland parts. Fungal spores are now at a high to very high risk, including Claspospordium and Alternia. Uh, those types that require high humidity will be high at times. Uh, the three last types are most prevalent during warm, humid nights. Spores affect around 10% of allergic people. And that's the National uh, Pollen Forecast. Uh, I'm Kevin. Back to you. Brace yourselves, people. Live from two separate parts of Ireland. The one true home of Sheeta Dell and New Jean the Dude Jean. It's the Nightcap with Ben and Kev. You're all loser. Hello and welcome to the Nightcap Podcast. I'm Ben. I'm Kev. And in a week where... Um, well, in a week where... The, well, it's Saturday. Yeah. And this is Saturday morning. It's Saturday morning. It's weird recording on a Saturday morning. It's it's strange because we usually do it on a Monday or a Tuesday, even at on a Wednesday. Night. Yeah, and mostly at night. We'd uh, we'd rather an afternoon, but at Saturday morning. I wow. kind of like it. It's all it feels so fresh and springy, and I've just had a shower. Yeah. Uh, so that's great. It does feel fresh and springy. It doesn't feel like Easter weekend. But does it ever? It, mm, yeah, that's a very good point. But I think that this is the 
coldest Easter weekend in my memory. Really? Yesterday, especially. Yes, Good Friday is always like 25 degrees to celebrate the good Lord. Maybe out in Roscommon, but down here in the southeast, I don't think uh, that's ever been the case. Oh, really? Yeah. God might prefer us. That's right. Mm. He does, because you're the most uh, Catholic oh, of us yeah. all, having yeah. voted, having said no to the whole marriage equality thing. I had an idea that if I was arsed, I could make a documentary on it two years after oh. the vote. How do... do do the Roscommonites still burn gay effigies at night? I think we all know the answer to that. Yes. <laughs> yes and um, uh, yeah, I mean, that Roscommon will just forever be remembered as that one county that said no, no, no. Well, do you know? No gays here. Do you know why that's so wrong? Because it was Roscommon South Leitrim. South Leitrim get away scot-free. People only remember Roscommon. Well, meanwhile, the South Leitrim boys are hosting pride parades and oh, yeah. Yes We Can oh, events. And do you know what they did as well? After That was the last referendum that Roscommon South Leitrim ever existed as a constituency. After oh, that yeah? day, they changed the constituency to Roscommon East Galway. Oh, yeah. So oh. they, the, the government were so unhappy with Roscommon South Leitrim that they said, no, we can't be trusted on your own anymore. We have to bring in Galway and Sligo to settle ye fuckers. How do you think, like, a referendum on mandatory mass, a daily mandatory mass would go down? <laughs> um, well, that wouldn't even get off the dull floor, would it? It'd be it'd be shredded. It'd be shredded in one of the TD's offices. <laughs> there is a high a high number of people who go to daily mass around here. Really? Uh, yeah, there's two masses every day in town. I believe there's one at nine and another at eleven every day. I think. Uh, and what would the average age of mass goers be? I've never gone, but I assume. Plus 50. Oh, easily. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of fucking weirdos around here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, tell us about your uh, your driving experience this week. If, for those who don't know, Ben is, uh, is learning to drive at the moment. And he's on lesson 12, is it? Uh, yeah, I've done five. Um, okay. And I have seven to go. It's all going very well. I, I'm i now driving in test conditions. So every lesson that I do is under test conditions and I get corrected for doing something that I would fail for in the test. And I did my first hill start this week. Oh, how's that? Now, Mr. O'Mahony. Yes. You, you have obviously completed your driving test. Um, I have. Uh, I've spoken to numerous people over the years who have completed their driving test because it's the majority of the population of this country. Every single one of them spoke to me about the hill start as if it was the Mokali Kanilok. The hill start, oh, you'd all be terrified of the hill start. Oh, the hill start is where, that's what gets me that's every time. That's where they get you. 
It's not even a hill. What, what is it? It's it's an incline. Yeah. Where 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 it happens in Roscommon, it's it's a slight incline. It's okay. not a hill. I'm I'm getting and away with murder. A cinch for you, is it? I'm getting away with murder here, Kev. <laughs> They're not testing me. I'm about to <laughs> about to complain to the RSA to say I'm not ready to drive on your roads because I've not this been tested. This isn't hilly enough. I have not been tested. Now there's there's fucking roundabouts to beat the band, but oh, stop. Roscommon is a very low lying county, so looking for a hill is a tall order. <laughs> yeah, I did. I remember my hill start being fairly steep. I'm not gonna lie, and just annoying because it was a very busy hill. Mm. Uh, you know, it's one of those hills that sees a lot of traffic. Um, and yeah, I remember it being a fucking pain in the ass. I'm not going to lie. But the, on the roundabouts thing, you'll see when you get your full license, the fucking roundabout. Nobody plays a blind bit of fucking notice to the rules of the roundabouts. And there's a lot of roundabouts in Ireland, especially in our bigger uh, towns and cities where there's a lot of ring roads around the cities and there's roundabouts galore. Yeah, yeah. Like around Waterford City, I pass daily, I think it's about 10 roundabouts. I'd believe that. Uh, and do you think one person indicates off or indicates to the right, gets in the right lane to, if they're going past no, the 12 no. o'clock no, exit? No. You know, not a hope. You just have to assume. You have to do the guesswork of others thinking, oh, oh, they're turning off, are they? Or maybe they're not. And uh, look, I myself fall victim to forgetting to do the quick indicating off once you've passed your last exit, mm. if you know what I mean. Mm. Um, because that can be annoying and, and, and hard to remember as well. So like those roundabout rules are uh, they're a real challenge. Yeah. Whenever I go on a roundabout, I kind of it's every man for themselves, really, isn't it? It is, really, yes. But there's a lot of r- roundabouts in Roscommon, surprisingly. There's about 11, I think. Is there 11? Yeah. I think there's 11 roundabouts in Roscommon, including and mini roundabouts and oh, yeah, the mini shopping roundabout. trolleys that nobody has bothered to move. We love a good mini roundabout in Ireland as well, where you can actually just kind of, if you want, you can kind of forego the whole idea of a roundabout yeah. and just plow Drive on over, over it. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's just a little bump yeah. in the circular shape. It's just that they were too lazy to put uh, tra- traffic, lights traffic lights into the yeah. junction. But roundabouts is a very... They're being drowned out everywhere else, but they seem to be becoming strength. <laughs> They're going from strength to strength in Ireland around about. That's right. Except- How do you find other motors' behaviour coming up to roundabouts? Uh, what do you mean? Like, do you think, do you see that other people adhere exactly to what they should be doing on roundabouts in terms of indication, in terms of getting in the right lane, all of that. In Roscommon, they seem to be fairly okay, but there's no major huge roundabout in Roscommon. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's only... Like, I, well, I have a question now mm. that I'm, I was wondering about myself because um, when I go into work and it's kind of morning rush hour, mm. uh, roundabouts, there'll be a big queue for the roundabouts is and you know it'll be a two-laned roundabout as you approach yeah so all the people turning left and going straight ahead will be in the left lane obviously 
right? Yeah. Then all the people who want to take that elusive third or fourth exit will be in the right lane and mm-hmm. they'll be indicating right and, and so on, right? Yeah. yeah. But um, what I've noticed a trend happening is because the right lane is usually far more empty. In fact, it could be totally empty as opposed to the left lane approaching around about, which could be, you know, 20 cars deep. What people do is say they want to go straight ahead at the roundabout, but they know they're going to be in a big queue. They'll go into the right lane. They'll indicate right, do a full circle of the roundabout and then indicate off and go straight ahead. thus saving them at least five minutes, I think. Very, very clever and not breaking any rules. Is that legal? I think it is legal as long as it's done in a safe manner. Okay, yeah, because I could see that that kind of behavior would piss off a lot of motorists who are, quote unquote, doing the right thing or, you know. I don't see any problem with it. Yeah, neither do I. I think I'm going to start doing it. Unless it's really illegal, then I won't. I don't think it is because you can go around a roundabout. That's the point. Yeah, like, there's no rule about, like, not, you can't do a full circle of a roundabout without, like, getting off. That's, you know. No, you, there's no obligation to get off a roundabout. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. Because you just, you can just keep going. Yeah, you can. You can circle that thing all day long. You're just not allowed to stop on a roundabout, isn't that right? No, yeah. And like, I suppose, but I've noticed I've noticed this same car do it uh, a couple of mornings now. So that's obviously his style. Oh, just but, follow um, suit, follow suit. He's I dead right. <laughs> no, because I, I'm going to do it. There's nothing wrong with that. No, he's, he's no, He's just no. cutting a corner and he's dead fucking right. So yeah, okay. that man... Deserves a medal. Will you um, bring that up with your uh, with your instructor no, uh, the next time? No, I won't bring it up. I'll just do it and see what he says. Okay, brilliant. <laughs> I'll wait for the test and then... <laughs> and then do it. This yeah, is yeah. something I've been working on. Yeah, hey, did you see how many seconds I saved you there? I commute. Reddit Reviews. Hello and welcome back to Reddit Reviews, the section of the show where we review reviews of Reddit. Um, This one is on a bit we did on Joe Duffy last week, being super creepy. Do you remember that one? Joe had the webcam. I do, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, We got two responses on Reddit. We got Venus Eye coming in saying, what happens next will amaze you. (laughs) Uh, Laughing probably at the clickbaitiness of our content. And exactly. Badger Flame comes in. This reminds me of the shite that fella that got hit by lightning used to make. Who? I don't know. <laughs> what? That that needs further explanation, please. This there, was re- a sh- there was a fella who got hit by lightning who did Joe Duffy clips. This reminds me of the shite that fella that got hit by lightning used to make. Oh, I don't know. I don't, that I don't is know. that's cryptic. That is that is a cryptic, cryptic experience. And, there, um, also, we got some Reddit reviews on Angela Lansbury. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Bitch numero uno, Angela Lansbury. Um, we got Ga Gahan 
G-A-H-A-N. Right, and Gahan says, She's one actor I'd love to sit and talk with about one specific film, Death on the Nile. It's one of my favourites, but I'd love to find out what went on when you put people like Betty Davies, Maddie, Maggie Smith and her on a paddle steamer sharing rooms with young actresses in the middle of Egypt. The lads in that movie, David Niven, Peter Ustinov et al, spent all of the time drinking. But the women were a bit bitchy, apparently. What's going on? Well, what was his name? What was that guy's name? Gahan. Well, listen, Gahan. She may be one woman you'd like to sit down and have a chat with, but I'll tell you, she's the last woman on earth who would be willing to do that with the likes of you. And she just wouldn't have any time for you, I'm sorry to say. And she'd be just criticizing you, you know, the way you ate your crumpet badly or held your teacup. You know, she'd just, she'd be more or less spitting on you from her high horse. I've just seen the next Reddit review, Kev. Yeah. Buckle yourself in. It's from Cream and Cookies 604. And they say, What an insufferable narrator. Well, um, uh, with regards to me, I assume so. You were telling the story. <laughs> well, like, yeah, I mean, I can't fault that. I am pretty insufferable as a human, yeah, so, uh, yeah, spot on. And Pakisla comes in, and this is the final one, Kev. Sounds like she was just chastating a bollocks. <laughs> well, a good point. Uh, well made. Yeah, you're you're dead right. Tale as old as time, true as it can be. You used to be a hit, and now you're just the pits, unexpectedly. Just a little slip Small to say the least All a little scared Nobody prepared For loser of the week Kevin, my loser of the week Is one minister for communications, climate and some other shit Local boy Dennis Nocton Dennis Nocton, he was on Sean O'Rourke this week, stating that 300,000 people within this fine nation of ours will have 1,000 megabits per second internet within 90 days. <laughs> That's the equivalent. Say that again. Who's, who's getting it? 300,000 people are getting okay. 1,000 megabit per second internet within 90 days. And according to the minister himself, that is watching 200 Netflix shows at the same time, uninterrupted. <laughs> well, that is most people's dream, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. You, God, you'd really get all you get all of your watching out of the way like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, did you see Stranger Things? Yeah, I watched it with 199 other things at the same time. It was really, yeah, it was really yeah, yeah. something else. Yeah, I watched, I watched it with all the other episodes at once. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... 
that's only 300,000 people within 90 days. Within, uh, where, the, where, the, where are the, these people that be located? You can actually look them up on the Minister for Communications website, which are air code. You can check if you are eligible to get it. But uh, for those people who aren't getting it, you will be getting um, better phone coverage, apparently. So it's all on the up. But does Dennis Nocton th- not think that... 1,000 megabytes per second per person is a bit excessive. <laughs> like, we're, I'm functioning here with a, perf- with a very good connection to you right now on about 12 megabits per second. And my connection is a variation of two to three bars of 3G. So, with his magical 1,000 megabits per second, you will be in the room with me. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'll be able to hear your thoughts before you even say them. We'll be sharing a sandwich. Yeah, that's right, on Google Drive in our heads. So where does where does Minister Dennis Nocton get off? Because, let's face it, you may say, oh, everyone's getting a thousand megabits, but it's the same as if I went and bought 240 megabit per second internet from Virgin or Air or whoever, I'm, I'm getting about 30 megabits out of the router. So, you know, I think that we you'd be lucky to get 100 megabits out of this 1,000. Instead of saying, oh, I'll give 300... Uh, what? 1,000 uh, uh, megabytes, right? Why not give 5 million people at least 5 megabytes? Mm. Because, come on, yeah. that's... Love instead of giving, and who are who's in this golden circle of three hundred thousand? Well, I'll tell you, if I'm not. I certainly am not. Oh, the fuckers! The fuckers are coming to Castlereagh, but they're fucking a dodge in my street. My street is the only one that isn't fucking getting it in Castlereagh. Oh yeah, and we, uh, me here uh, in the countryside, is neither uh, in the per- the gold the. Unbelievable purple zone, or even the light blue zone, still stuck in the. Oh, amber, the, amber, yeah, amber, yeah, amber I'm, zone. I'm amber if, too. If even that, yeah. it might be in the white. Oh, we're it's just not in coverage. We're we're hoping to be covered by 2050. At which when? 2050. Okay. Yeah. Looking for the crumbs from the table. Oh, we'll all be living on Mars at that stage. So forget it. There'll be better fucking internet on Mars and the colonies than there is in Ireland right now. So who's your loser of the week, Kev? Um, let me see who is it. Oh, yeah. The, um, the American airline, United Airlines, who dragged off that poor old doctor man because they had overbooked a flight or they, were, they wanted to get some celebs on or some shit. Basically, he was selected at random. He had done nothing wrong. He, he was on the flight, sitting in his little seat. And then they said, and he said, no, I'm, I'm okay. Thanks. I'm not going anywhere. Next thing, it all kicks off. He, they drag, literally drag him kicking and screaming down the aisles to get him off the plane. While every Tom, Dick and Harry on the flight films it with their smart telephones. And then uh, UA were thinking, oh no, there's nothing to see here. Uh, God, this won't cause any kinds of incidents. Uh, And they ended up backtracking, paying back everyone on that flight who reached their destination. They'll be getting their money back. Plus your man, the doc, is suing them for about a million squids. So, you 
Night and Ireland, you're a bunch of losers. You can't be pulling that kind of shit in this day and age of the smartphone where a bad PR is going to blow up around the world. How dare you all? Tale as old as time True as it can be You used to be a hit And now you're just the pits Unexpectedly Just a little slip Small to say the least All a little scared Nobody prepared For loser of the week Want to hear the most annoying person in the world? The most annoying person in the world. My you problem. can always trust an American to give an over-dramatized, you know, screamy kind no, of reaction. Where, where really was, how long was the flight? What was the flight? Do you know what the flight was? Oh, I think it was across a few states. Yeah. Uh, okay, you know, so a few two, hours. Two, three hours. You know yeah. that for every second of those two hours or three hours, that bitch was still fucking whining <laughs> on. I can't believe it. Oh, my God. It was so off. Why didn't you get off? It was so horrific. Why didn't you say, I'll go? Stop dragging him. I'll go. Oh, my God. It's a disgrace. I'm going to need another mojito. Oh, my God. Where is the, that's a, a shocker. My, um, no, my where losers, is that gin I ordered? My losers of the week, ever since I heard this story, was, it wasn't United Airlines. It wasn't the guy who was dragged off. It was the passengers who were complaining about it, who said, oh, my God, this is horrific. What are you doing? If you have any fucking sense of being and fucking common sense, when you see that happening, you would say, that's wrong. I'll get off. Fucking hell. Why didn't anybody say, I'll get off? Christ, they oh compensate Oh my god, you. this is a disgrace. What time do we land? Oh my god, I can't believe oh, it. Are we going to be delayed because of this? Oh, what a shocker. Oh, that just pisses me off so much. That bitch. <laughs> oh, what a bitch. Oh, I can't, I can't stand that woman. Everything about her. It's just, like, shut up. Yeah, all right, it's horrific, but why can't you take out about a leaf out of the British and Irish book? Because you know well that if that happened on an Aer Lingus or British Airways flight, nobody would open their mouth because <laughs> they wouldn't want to bring attention to themselves because they might be next to get off. That's right, and nobody wants to fucking miss their flight, especially when they're on the fucking flight. <laughs> Come on. But you go through all that effort to get to the airport on time, to go through the shitty security, to wait around for the boarding, get to the gate, queue up your bullshit, uh, you know, get on the plane, buckle yourself in, and then you have to get off. No, thank you, sir. I'll be keeping my head down, and I feel slightly bad for the old doc, but thank Christ it isn't me. That's the Anglo-Irish way. Yeah. 
But he was he, he had a very legitimate reason to be on that flight. You know, he's a doctor, he had patients to see, people to do. And <laughs> there had do. to have been somebody. What kind of doctor was he? <laughs> there had to have been somebody on that flight who had uh, yeah, I I could go home today, but you know, I could wait one more day, cash that $800 check from United. There had to be somebody who would see that $800 as a good deal. But no, they'll rather just say, oh my God, look what you're doing to him. I'm just happy you're not doing it to me. (laughs) Oh, kill her. Kill her at the stake. Burn her. Hey, did, did, you, did you see I was um, whining and dining and mingling with some of Irish's, Irish entertainment's best and brightest last week? I saw you mingling with Colin Meany. That was about it. Oh, yeah. Me and Meany, we are so tight. We're best buds now. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was, you know, I was this close to asking him about my favourite film of all time, uh, Into the West, where he plays a traveller man. Um, by the name of like Barler or something like that, and uh, I was going to say Meany. Uh, that really meant a lot to me that that performance, but I didn't. You know, he was he got the award for his film The Journey with Martin as he plays Martin McGuinness, so I I didn't want to take away from that. But it was good fun, and uh, Amy Huberman remembered me from my time on Can Cope Won't Cope as no! did. No way! Uh, she, yeah, she oh, actually fuck. did. She's like, I know you. And I was like, I was, uh, and she was like, I was like, yes, Amy. We were co-stars for a day on Can Cope Won't Cope. She's like, yeah, the barman. You're like, yeah. the like, you're the bottles ninety euro guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I'm gonna so have to dig had, out uh, that. Great chat about that. Gonna have to dig out that clip now. Oh god. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I wasn't expecting And then uh, Shauna Kerslake, who plays Ooh. Mad Mary in A Date for Mad Mary, which oh, I believe Eve is on Netflix. Supposed to be very good. That won the best film at the IFTAs. And then Shauna came out, and she was in the mix zone, and she says, "Hey, it's the barman." I was like, "You remembered me too." That is amazing because it was nearly a year ago Ka- we filmed that. Ka- the Sam, and uh, I got her, her to do the line. Uh, I, I I said my line was the bottles not the euros. And what was your line, Shauna? She goes, oh, I don't remember. And I said it's the um, pocket chain. And then we had a whole thing. And I said, hey, is there any chance you can get me into season two? And she said yes. So watch out for the Lily Bordello's barman having a huge comeback in season two of Can't Cope Won't Cope. The bottle's 90 euro. Oh, yes. So my plan for the barman for season two is, right, they didn't, they never paid that fucking 90 euros for the bottle, right? And uh, then the barman loses his job in Lily's because he was, he was unwilling to pay the 90 euros from his own packet and he never got the money off them. So he was fired, Mm -hmm. let go. Now he's a homeless guy on the street doing like little barman tricks for a few pennies. But then he runs into the can cope, won't cope girls and a whole crazy thing ensues. And it's going to be totally hilarious and possibly sexy. Very sexy, (laughs) I'd say. Sounds very sexy and very. Yeah. So I'm going to pitch that uh, for season two. Well, 
make sure that you tell us how you get along. We'll do. We'll and do. That goes. And <clears throat> you know, I I go, to go back to the Colin Meany bit. I I yes. really think, and I mean no disrespect. The last thing Colin Meany wants to hear is that you enjoyed a movie he was in 23 years ago. <laughs> I think that's the first thing he wants to hear. Because, you know, how many films has he been in since? But that one really stayed with me. And uh, I don't even remember yeah. a minute. I, I don't think you've seen it, though. Into the West, I have seen it. Oh, you have seen it? Okay. What's Colin Some, somebody, Meany in? I know. Huh? Well, who's Colin Meany in Into the West? Plays Gabriel Byrne, the uh, Gabriel Byrne's uh, best friend, Barler, who is okay. a, a traveler. Where Gabriel Byrne is the father, who's a settled yeah, yeah. man, and they go, uh, they go together to try and find the boys, Ossie and Tato. Okay. Yeah. Brendan Gleeson's in that as well, isn't he? Brennan Gleeson is the police sergeant. Yeah, he plays a real prick. Everyone is in Into the West. Every fucker is into Into the West. Yeah. And uh, apart from Colin Meany, anyone else there of note? Because Huberman is um, borderline. What? Hu- Huberman is borderline noteworthy for me. Uh, yeah, well, Jason O'Mara. Do you know Jason O'Mara? Nope. Okay, Jason O'Mara is in um, a film called The Siege of Jadoville, which is on Netflix currently. It was a Netflix production. He stars alongside um, Jamie Dornan, and they play a group of Irish UN peacekeeping soldier guys who go out to the Congo in 1961. It actually sounds quite good. He got Best Supporting Actor for that. He's also in uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, where he plays a character. And uh, he he was an absolute pleasure and a good laugh and a real like dead on sound. So big shout out to Jason O'Mara. Uh, also, Charlie Murphy from Wexford, who played um, who was in Love Hate. Yeah. And uh, she was also in uh, she's in Happy Valley. And um, yes, she was great. Um, so yeah, I was plenty of heads like knocking around. So that's oh, good. the good future fun. is bright for Irish film and television, isn't it? No doubt about it. And the guys from the famous Cork film, The Young Offenders, were there. Oh and, yes. Uh, yeah, I didn't get to. We didn't get to talk to them unfortunately, oh. but they were knocking around. They that that movie. I've seen that movie twice now. Really? That I'm pretty sure that is the. The best Irish movie ever made. That's five stars yeah. for me. I was surprised that the, it didn't win Best Picture. Um, but uh, and to be honest with you, I haven't. I haven't. I have to watch the rest of it because I only got to see a half hour of it. But it mm. looked great. I thoroughly recommend everyone watching Young, Offend- Young Offenders. It's okay. on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. What a week.
What a fucking week. My diplomacy skills were tested when Mr. Trump dropped missiles on Syria. But luckily, my level of Russian is now good enough that I was able to tell them about it. I'm like the modern-day IRA, whoever they are. Mr. Trump is unbearable this week, especially after the attack in Sweden. Every time anybody mentioned Sweden or ISIS, he'd whip out his dick and rub it in the face of whoever mentioned them, shouting, I called it! I told you Sweden was shit! I knew Sweden was gonna crumble! Now we have to buy a new TV every morning, because Fox and Friends love to talk about it. It's definitely something a ten-year-old boy or whatever age I am shouldn't be seeing. Sugar Tits came to visit me the other day. I didn't recognize her. For her first lady portrait, she'd gotten airbrushed. Not on a computer. She now literally looks airbrushed every day. It still doesn't stop Mr. Trump spitting on her at every chance he gets. I can't remember if I told you guys about the head of my secret service, Chad. He's great. He tucks me in a bed at night. And sometimes I pretend that I've forgotten how to use the shower, so he has to come in with me. Remember, I'm only ten. And if you perceive this to be at all sexual, then you're a pedophile. Everybody! Baron Trump! Baron Trump! Baron Trump! Baron Baron! Baron Trump! Baron Trump! Baron Trump! Baron. Baron Trump. Baron Trump. <laughs> That's one of the funniest things <laughs> I hear every week because there's a delay. So there's such a delay. I think. Do you know what the problem is? My connection can't handle three things happening at once. <laughs> it can barely handle this one-on-one. But once there's a third thing that comes in. But it's just random times throughout the 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 outro. I just hear from you, Baron, <laughs> Trump. <laughs> well, what do you what do you think of this week's re- revelations? Well, it's down on the Trump diary, down the Trump way. Just they think these things just keep getting a little bit more sordid and dark, mm. and you have to ask yourself, where is this all going? Death, right. Mm. For all of us, or I think I think it'll eventually um, go like Game of Thrones, where it uh, it goes on its own path. You know, the TV. Yeah, so is Baron the Joffrey? Is Baron? Are you equating Baron with Joffrey? Is that it? No, no. I'm I'm comparing it with the books of Game of Thrones and the TV show of Game of Thrones. How they've gone on different paths, apparently. I see. Um, so reality may go on a different path from Baron Trump's diary. <laughs> it already has, clearly, because in Baron Trump's diary, he's special advisor on Russia to Donald Trump. And, um, yeah, sugar tits, as far as I'm aware, didn't go for any plastic surgery procedures this week. Okay. Is there anything else knocking about your head? Um, no, nothing really. Until next week, Kev. Bye-bye. Uh, ciao, ciao.